Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Friday as we end another week of bear survival in Joe Biden's America. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore and on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. And by email, if you want to let me know what's on your mind, I am at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Well, as promised, today I want to do a deep dive into one of the most important issues facing us today. It is literally a global issue of life and death. There's a brand new ebook which is critical to understanding what we've been through over the last three years and counting, and what specifically Big Pharma has done to us. This ebook documents Pfizer in particular and what that company has done to all of us, and it lays down the first real marker in holding all of these criminals accountable, which is going to be absolutely necessary if humanity is going to move forward. The ebook is called Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports, 
Find out what Pfizer and the FDA tried to conceal. It's been published by the phenomenal team over at The Daily Clout. The project director is Amy Kelly, and the foreword is written by The Daily Clout CEO, who is overseeing the entire project, Dr. Naomi Wolf. Of course, you know her name. You've been seeing her everywhere on War Room, etc. She's been a guest on this program uh, over the past year. Naomi is a best-selling author, columnist, professor. She is a graduate of Yale, and she received her doctorate from Oxford. And as I mentioned, she is the co-founder and CEO of the successful civic tech company, Daily Clout, and you can find them on the web at dailyclout.io. And as I mentioned, she has led an extraordinary team to begin exposing all of these crimes and with regard to Pfizer in particular. So it's my honor and pleasure to welcome back to the show my friend, Dr. Naomi Wolf. Hi, Naomi. Hey, Monica. It's so wonderful to be speaking with you again. Uh, Well, thank you, my friend. It's great to have you here. And I should mention, uh, before we get started, Naomi, that everybody can download this book on the Pfizer documents right now at dailyclout.io. Again, that's dailyclout.io, correct? Yes, and also on Amazon, uh, it's a Kindle ebook as well. Fantastic. And I know it's really sort of flaming up the bestseller list, which is wonderful news for you and the team, but also for the truth and for the American people and people around the world. Um, So it's great to have you back, Naomi, as always. And there is so much that I want to get to with you because you've really been on the forefront of exposing these crimes. I mean, when we talked last year, you were beginning this whole project, but you have been talking about specific uh, parts of the mRNA experimental shots. You were talking about certain adverse reactions like cardiac events and fertility issues. And for all of that, you were basically thrown out of the public square. You were suspended on Twitter, Facebook, etc. You've now been restored. Thank goodness. Everybody should be following you on those social media platforms, but you were really beginning to lift the lid off of all of this. So I want to start with you with this new ebook, um, because again, you've been on the front lines here and so much of what big pharma and in particular Pfizer, but also Moderna and the others, so much of what they have done has been just objectively malevolent. They have for years, Naomi, sold themselves as helping humanity, when in many cases they were harming humanity, as in this case. So can you begin by telling us about your Pfizer document project, how it began and how it developed, and then we can move into what you have found? Sure. Um, And I agree with you, Monica, that I think a lot of Americans and people around the world are having this I certainly am having this vertiginous kind of reassessment of the whole healthcare enterprise, but especially pharma, you know, (laughs) were they really always trying to help and, and improve human health or, you know, was there this kind of, the word is iatrogenic, you know, disease caused by medicine. Was there this malevolent undercurrent all along that we just didn't, weren't aware of till now. Um, So the project is extraordinary. Uh, Basically, about a year ago, um, the Pfizer documents were uh, forced to be released by a successful lawsuit by attorney Aaron Siri. And the FDA, which is the agency that signed off on every single one of these documents and in whose custody these documents are held, 
um, asked the court to keep these documents hidden for 75 years. In other words, till long after we are all gone. And luckily, thank God for this judge, he said no, and he ordered the uh, documents to be released, um, 55000 a month. And some of these documents, it's a bit misleading because some of these documents themselves are tens of thousands of pages each. So it's it's hundreds of thousands of pages of dense uh, medical and scientific language about the internal trials that Pfizer did um, up to and then through the release of the Pfizer injection. So a lot of this is after the November 2020 rollout. Um, and what you know, what I realized as a journalist is that that release would come and go because uh, no one has the bandwidth to read through hundreds of thousands of pages of, of dense documents. And also journalists don't have the background and the people who do have the background are, you know, mostly in the tank for Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies and hospital chains. So um, I, I was talking about this with Steve Bannon and we put out a call on his podcast war room to ask for volunteers to help us, um, you know, to help go through the documents and, and, and translate them into language that, that anyone would understand. Um, and I thought maybe we'd get a handful of people, um, you know, having a discussion on Twitter or not Twitter at that point, cause I was, I think deplatformed by then, but what was extraordinary is that 2,500, uh, highly credentialed volunteers from all over the world um, immediately responded. And these were people of extraordinary um, distinction, uh, biostatisticians, medical fraud investigators, um, pathologists, cardiologists, anesthesiologists, research scientists, um, clinical uh, scientists. Um, uh, I mean, people with, with disciplines across the board, professors of professors of disciplines, peer reviewers. And, and of course, we had no way to manage all of this. No one had ever done anything like it. And it was chaos. And then the amazing Amy Kelly appeared. She's a heroine of this story. And she's a project manager from different um, backgrounds. She's, uh, she worked with telecommunications and other, uh, other industries. And she's just this tiny, quiet person who it just brings order out of chaos in some magical way. And she immediately got these 2,500 experts from around the world into six working groups with a kind of an expert panel for each working group. And they immediately started going through the documents and producing reports. And now it's up to 3,500 highly credentialed experts, um, including people as distinguished as Brooke Jackson, who's the Ventavia whistleblower who blew the whistle on um, horrific of manufacturing conditions for the Pfizer vaccine. Um, Dr. Chris Flowers, a, a peer reviewer, cardiologist. Dr. Robert Chandler, who uh, is a sports medicine physician who treated the Angels and the Lakers, other distinguished um, experts. So now going to what's in the, in the documents themselves or in the reports, I should say, which are linked to the documents. So you can always check through and see for yourself what these experts have concluded. Um, they they immediately started issuing reports, and we at Daily Cloud worked hard to translate the reports into language that anyone would understand, right, without any special background. Um, they immediately started finding things that were shocking and, and stunning and horrific. Uh, for instance, right away they found that within a month, 
Pfizer knew that the vaccine didn't work. Um, that one of the top three, the third most common side effect of the injection is COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and Pfizer was um, concluding that their injection had vaccine failure and failure of efficacy, but that didn't stop them. Um, Pfizer knew by May of 2021 that 35 minors sustained heart damage after being injected with the mRNA injection. Um, and the FDA knew, but no one told the parents of America till four months later when there was a press release downplaying, but acknowledging the risk of myocarditis. This was after a huge four-month uh, propaganda campaign urging teenagers, minors to be injected. Um, in the Pfizer documents, you see this unbelievably creepy, and I think you and I have discussed it here, 360-degree attack on human fertility. And this is super weird when you consider that COVID is a respiratory virus, right? Supposedly. Right, right, exactly. So you see in the Pfizer documents that Pfizer found that exposure to the vaccine included breath, inhalation, skin contact, and sexual intercourse, especially at conception, so they advised vaccinated men not to have intercourse with childbearing age women unless they used two effective forms of birth control. And they also uh, warned pregnant women not to be in the trials. But nonetheless, 270 women got pregnant and Pfizer lost the records of 234 of them, which is itself illegal. But of the 36 that they followed, over 80 percent of those women lost their babies. Unbelievable. Fast forward, we're now seeing a 20, a 13 to 20% drop in live births around the world in vaccinated countries nine months after the rollout. Um, Pfizer knew that polyethylene glycol went into the breast milk of vaccinated women. PEG is a petroleum byproduct. And uh, Pfizer knew that babies of vaccinated moms were getting so sick from the PEG, they were having convulsions, agitation, sleeplessness, failure to thrive. And one poor little baby was taken to the ER and died. And indeed, uh, nursing has gone in post-vaccination from 35% of all women to only 14%, which suggests that a lot of babies are having trouble with vaccinated mom's breast milk. Um, Pfizer, but that didn't stop them, right? Pfizer knew that this is so chilling. I got deplatformed in June of 2021 for noticing that women were reporting menstrual, menstrual dysregulation. Yes. And, you know, I'm not even a medical doctor. I took eighth grade biology and I could tell you that that will cause problems with fertility, right? It's, it's, it's not rocket science. You know, you need a healthy menstrual cycle to conceive and carry and bear a healthy baby. We all know this. Um, the Pfizer documents show that Pfizer knew that the lipid nanoparticles, which are these industrial fats, biodistribute within 48 hours to every organ in the body, but especially accumulate in the liver, adrenals, spleen, uh, brain, and the if you're female, the ovaries of people who are vaccinated, even though they swore that it left the body. Um, and, and there's no mechanism, <clears throat> pardon me, that our experts have seen in the Pfizer documents for this material leaving the body. So every time 
you get an injection, then another injection, then a booster, you're packing an industrial fat, pardon me, into your ovaries. <clears throat> and the, the lipid nanoparticles are designed to go through every membrane in the human body. So the LNPs, the ovaries could be one mechanism for the horrible menstrual problems women are having, horrible agonizing menstrual problems. But in addition, um, Dr. Chandler points out that um, that would cause hormonal dysregulation for women of all kinds, including mood problems, um, you know, weight problems, depression, uh, all of the horrible things that happen if your, your hormones are dysregulated. Um, but moving on, lipid nanoparticles cross every membrane. The placenta is a membrane. So the lipid nanoparticles cross the placenta. You know, all these pregnant women were told by these paid pharma shills and influencers that um, they were perfectly safe to take, that they couldn't reach the baby. That's not true, and Pfizer knew it. Um, the lipid nanoparticles are, are being shown to cause calcifications in placentas and blood clots. And um, anecdotally, uh, babies are being delivered early because the placentas are not intact. Placentas of mothers are not intact. And Dr. James Thorpe has been talking about horrific levels. He's a fetal maternal medicine specialist. Horrific levels of um, uh, malformation in, in babies of vaccinated mothers that he's seen and deformation and genetic uh, problems specifically. Um, Pfizer knew that the lipid nanoparticles and Amy Kelly herself found this. Uh, they degrade the testes, right? Because the testes are also enclosed in a membrane. Well, so, you know, if you remember Nicki Minaj told an anecdote of her cousin's friend having swollen testicles and then she was shouted down and made fun of and told she was a horrible person. It's true. It's actually true. Um, the lipid nanoparticles in uh, Andrology Journal confirmed this uh, drop sperm count and sperm motility. But in addition, Amy Kelly found in the Pfizer documents that they cross into the testes even of not only little boys and baby boys, but baby boys in utero. Mm. So that even babies who are not vaccinated, a vaccinated mothers, are, are going to be born with a degraded um, ability to turn into adult men. And uh, not only that, they degrade the Sertoli cells and the Leydig cells in the testicles of babies in utero, baby boys. Um, and those are the cells that are like the factory of masculinity um, that allow, you know, boys to grow up to men with secondary sex characteristics and, you know, ability to be fertile and conceive children themselves. So we literally don't know if the next generation will be able to conceive if their dads were vaccinated. Naomi, please hang tight. A lot more straight ahead. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't 
and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, we're back with this fascinating conversation with Dr. Naomi Wolf. Can I ask you to describe in a little bit more technical detail the lipid nanoparticles and what they are versus um, the synthetic spike protein that is generated out of these mRNA shots? Um, The virus itself, it's been argued that that spike protein is also because it came out of a lab, is also a synthetic spike protein. But a lot of people have been focused on the toxicity of the spike protein, and you, you introduce it into your system through these shots, and that that's what's causing the cardiac events and the fertility issues you've just described. You seem to lay out slightly different, or maybe the focus is a little different, or maybe I'm misunderstanding this completely, but could you just briefly describe the difference between the um, synthetic spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles and what each are doing in the system? Sure. Well, no, I can't. Um, And I'll I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, The spike protein has been proven to be very toxic um, by many credible people. Um, but since I am not a scientist or a medical doctor, I don't fully understand how the spike protein does what it does. Um, but I would refer you to the book because there are several important reports on the spike protein and the fact that um, that does appear to alter DNA. Uh, but rather than wade into an area that I still don't fully understand, I will say that you're noticing something important, you know, sometimes this is why it's so important for these discussions to happen in public and for us not to buy into this nonsensical, un-American, super classist um, discourse of the last two years that only experts, you know, should talk about, quote unquote, the science and that certain people can say, I am the science. Everyone needs to understand um, these issues, ask questions about them. And where I'm going with that is as a non-scientist, I don't pretend to fully understand the spike proteins mechanism, but for sure, when I saw that lipid nanoparticles were in there and I did basic journalism of looking up who makes lipid nanoparticles, what are lipid nanoparticles? That's what I've personally been having nightmares about. And I think that um, scientists and doctors may not pay as much attention to lipid nanoparticles because they're, they're just a, because they're not, you know, they're just a, a mechanism. They're just a delivery system, right? But, but to me as a layperson, you know, I looked at the websites that sell lipid nanoparticles. First of all, they're all made in China. And I'll get to the China role in all of this in a minute. But um, you can order them online and, and they appear in boxes. 
they're, they're industrial fats. And the more I learned about them, the more scared I became because of this crude um, ability, you know, the, the fact that they don't, they shouldn't be being injected again and again and again in the human body. Anyone can figure that out by looking at what they are. Um, they are the most chilling thing I learned is that they are liquid at very cold temperatures, but solid at room temperature and at body temperature. So let, you know, everyone needs to just sit and process that. They're liquid at, at very cold temperatures. You remember the rollout was, oh, we have to keep it super cold. Yes. Got to be very, got to build special cold freezers, right? But then solid at, at room temperature and body temperature. They thicken. They're a thickener. All right. They cause thickening of the blood. Um, and, and, and they cross all these organs and they cause inflammation. So I guess to me, it's, and I remember too, like I have a neurological disorder that I don't need to go into, but, you know, nerves are very um, delicate. They rely on uh, electrical conduction, for instance. And when I read about lipid nanoparticles, these industrial fats going into every cell in the body, that's when I, this was super early on, I personally thought, well, that's, I'm not going to take that because I couldn't imagine how that would not um, negatively impair nervous conduction. And sure enough, I asked one of our experts to look into this. And sure enough, there's a very powerful essay. A version of it is on my Substack, um, and a version of it is in the ebook that shows that, in fact, my hunch was correct. And lipid nanoparticles degrade the myelin sheath of your nerves, right? Of course they do. And also cause inflammation, which, which traverses the brain, the blood brain barrier. And the reason I mention all of this is that there are vast numbers of neurological symptoms in the Pfizer documents. And until recently, no one was connecting these Parkinson's and, and tremors and convulsions to these injections. Well, we see exactly how this is being caused by lipid nanoparticles. And the other thing I noticed very early on was um, psychological changes in people I knew who'd gotten the vaccine, very disturbing and very similar. They became less able to control their impulses, Often, I'm not talking about everyone, but, but a lot of people I noticed, um, they became more black and white in their thinking and more compliant, weirdly, right? Less nuanced and more willing to, to sever human bonds. And I asked Dr. Flowers about this and he, he walked me through and then walked any reader, you can see this in the essays, through the science, Um the, when the brain is inflamed, right, these lipid nanoparticles go everywhere. Dr. Chandler said they're like, they're like a shotgun through the body, and that includes the brain. Well, they're going to also affect the prefrontal cortex, which is where reasoned thought lives, you know, impulse control lives. And the other effect they're having is Dr. Flowers, and this just chilled me, said it's, <clears throat> pardon me, it's an effect like in the 50s when they would give people lobotomies you know, the people could still kind of function, but they were compliant, right? There was less, um, less ability to resist, resist and argumentative patients became compliant. And, you know, given where we're at, that's super chilling. So I guess all I mean to say is, and the last thing I want to share about the lipid nanoparticles and why I'm so completely freaked out by them, um, you know, and I, I recognize that's, I'm more freaked out than a lot of scientists and doctors, and I think they should freak out more, right, um, is that 
in 2021, there was an there was an experiment that I think is very important in Hong Kong, in which a group of scientists, and of course, Hong Kong is overseen by the Chinese Communist Party, so all science is overseen by the CCP, which people really have to understand. Um, they did an experiment in which they injected rats with star Han rats with one mRNA injection, and there was considerable damage to the rats. But with the second injection, pardon me, <clears throat> there was catastrophic damage. And the, the rats had enlarged hearts and white patches on their hearts, visible white patches, and a multi-organ system failure. So to me, as a political analyst, that experiment, it in that circumstance, was showing a tyrannical regime how to kill people, how to kill mammals slowly with no fingerprints. And again, we've never been, we've never had explained to us why two injections, right? What do you, what do you get ever that's two injections, you know, one after another? Um, what, what cause, what causes the efficacy of that? That's never been explained to us. But if you look at the role of the lipid nanoparticles, right? And they accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate well, with every single booster, you're slowly debilitating or killing um, people more and more effectively. This leads me to my next really big question, Naomi. Are you of the opinion that the virus, which I think we agree was man-made, um, you know, in a bio lab somewhere, whether it was Wuhan or Ukraine or whatever, but certainly Fauci and Peter Datsik, they all had a hand in funding this and overseeing this research. So are, are you of the opinion that the man-made virus came first and then they had the mRNA technology sort of ready to go with these clinical trials? Or are you of the opinion that they had the mRNA technology, they created the virus as a vehicle to get all of these experimental shots into billions of arms around the world? Right. Um, really important question. And I, I want to add to your question for the listeners to consider the revelations of Project Veritas, which are very germane to this. And they're like, I hope everyone watches the Project Veritas video about the Pfizer executive confirming that they do basically do gain of function and drive mutations in viruses yes. to, you know, new vaccine possibilities for more money. Um, that's like a bookend for the uh, Pfizer documents analysis ebook that the War Room Daily Cloud volunteers produced. And they should be you know, watched and read side by side. Um, so basically, Pfizer was acknowledging that they hurt people or they're willing to hurt people in order to roll out a product that will have more market share. Um, and so to answer your immediate question, which came first? I do believe that the virus is a bioweapon, of course, um, I don't know if it was leaked intentionally or by accident, but increasingly, I think it must be intentionally um, <clears throat> because of the timing of the MOU of Pfizer with the Chinese Communist Party, which is very early in 2020. And I increasingly think that the mRNA and the whole fancy messaging about the mRNA, especially in light of uh, Alexandra Latipova's substack today showing that the mRNA 
um, in a leaked European medical agency presentation about the consistency of mRNA in the in the Pfizer vaccine specifically, it's totally not consistent and it's often degraded, right? Which is lucky. If you've got a degraded version, you're lucky because you're less sick. But I, I'm increasingly beginning to, to think that the the lipid, the, um, sorry, the mRNA is almost like just a pretext. It's like stone soup, like a fancy buzzy pretext to get these other toxic elements, the spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles into people's bodies. Um, so I don't, I can't answer it for sure, but it definitely seems to be the case that, you know, this technology was ready, um, I think it's very suggestive, a piece of evidence I found yesterday that, and this happened because I went to the hospital um, and I was asked constantly, are you on blood thinners? Are you on blood thinners? No one had ever asked me that before. And I looked up blood thinners and who makes blood thinners? Monica. (laughs) Who makes blood thinners, Monica? Pfizer. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Yes. Blood thinners. Exactly. Exactly. They make Eliquis and they bought Eliquis in 2017 and they said, in five years, this will be a billion-dollar drug. And then in 2021, Eliquis was right up there in the top five, right behind um, Comirnaty and Spikevax, which are two you know, mRNA COVID injections. One of them, Comirnaty, allegedly is Pfizer's mRNA injection. So where I'm going with this is I think we're in a whole new world post Pfizer documents book and post um, Project Veritas expose because we have to believe and notice that Pfizer said will change the viral environment to maximize profit. And we've seen in the Pfizer documents will kill people to maximize profit. The latest expose that I'm going to bring out today on War Room, and I'll give it to you right now, is the latest report shows that they injected 61 children, in half of them under four years old, one of them an infant. Oh, my God. In 2020, a year before there was the EUA for children. And oh. and, and seven-year-old had a stroke, right? Oh, my God. And half of them had adverse events. So these are absolute monsters. And they their method is to change human bodies and human risk to maximize profit. So I guess where I'm going with all of that is I fully believe, how would you know that a blood thinner in five years would be a billion dollar drug? People aren't going to have thicker and thicker blood in the next five years organically. Well, you know, roll something out that's a pretext for injecting a billion people with something that thickens their blood. Oh, we happen to have the, the blood thinner here. And if you think about it, you know, the COVID injection is a one or two year bonanza, but Eliquis is year after year after year after year for the rest of people's lives. All right, please stand by. Much more with Dr. Naomi Wolf straight ahead. But first, are you tired of your money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market 
it crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word MONICA to 989 898 to claim your free info kit on gold with almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs Birch Gold can help you so protect yourself now with gold by texting Monica to the number 989 989- 898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is the place to go to secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Monica to 989-898. We'll be right back. And we're back with Dr. Naomi Wolf. Pfizer and Moderna are out there pushing all of this. They create the problem, then they offer the solution, and it's all of a piece. And it's for fun and profit. But I do think, and you and I have talked about this, that there's a much more nefarious agenda going on here coming out of these transnational organizations like the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and so many others, which is to change the very nature of humanity. So if you have... Uh, This kind of spike protein, liponanoparticles, as you said, and I so appreciate your point about the compliance, about changing people's psychology, because Naomi, I know this is anecdotal, but I have been noticing, you know, when I look at the news each day, there seem to be more suicides, people jumping off of buildings and taking themselves out. And I just, I, I can't prove it. I have no proof. I have no idea. But it just seems like there, there's something bigger going on here where they want to be able to, to control humanity and the fewer the better, right? So they want people taking themselves out. They're going to try to kill people. What a global depopulation. It sounds like crazy conspiracy theory, Naomi, but Man, what what other explanation is there for all of this? Well, it would have been a crazy conspiracy theory two and a half years ago, but you know we've provided seven hundred pages of evidence. This is exactly how they're operating. And as you and I discussed in one of our earlier conversations in my book, The Bodies of Others, I trace exactly what you're describing, which is this cabal. Like we've been talking about pharma, but pharma is just the the the, the mechanism, right, for this. Indeed, just what you described, a cabal of big tech, World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, Bill and Melinda Gates, and China that absolutely want to decimate humanity, especially decimate the West and Western Europe, especially kill off America and everything that makes us American, and, and is especially aimed at our children. And, and their their goal is a post humane world and you know, destroying people's ability to think critically destroying human bonds, faith in a higher power, um, and leading everyone to kind of despair and give up is, is exactly part of their game plan. And this is not a conspiracy theory. This is, if we don't wake up and realize this is where we are and we're at war, uh, there really is no hope for us. Yeah, I mean, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, we've got this accumulation of incredible evidence, thanks to you and your team and and the war room putting together this book. And then we, of course, as you mentioned, we saw the Project Veritas undercover expose of this executive. 
um, talking about how they're doing gain-of-function uh, research. But this idea that these companies that have always positioned themselves as being helps to humanity, we want to alleviate your pain. We want to alleviate mm. your suffering. We're producing these drugs in order to make your lives better and to extend your life and of the lives of those you love. But they're now clearly, and have been for a long time, we just haven't been aware of it, that they're playing God with life and death for, yes, for profit, but, you know, as we're talking about, for something that's a lot darker. And that just brings sort of the spiritual aspect of all of this into play, that this is a spiritual battle, that there's something bigger going on here, right? Well, I'm, I'm glad you opened that door. <laughs> um, <laughs> we get there in the end, don't we, you and I? And I've, yes. I've started to be public about my 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 views about this and, you know, there, there's really no time to waste. So there's no reason to kind of mince words. Um, yeah. I think everything we're talking about is manifestations on a lower level of a, of a combat at a, at a meta level, which is um, an existential war between uh, good and evil. But I, I think it's different. I, you know, the last time you and I spoke, I, I was still in the kind of, um you know, biblical mindset of, this is, you know, this is like God and anti-God, right? And there's like this satanic, dark, you know, these principalities and powers that are kind of manifesting that I, I'm taking seriously. And, and I wrote in an essay that I take God much more literally than I used to because these dark forces wouldn't be mobilizing if there wasn't really a God that was literally there. But um, I've been thinking a lot, a lot more about the way it looks around the world, the way this dark energy is manifesting and you know just as you describe people killing themselves uh you know canada fully mobilizing to promote euthanasia to teenagers who are depressed um to old people um the uh roll out of the abortion pill i'm pro-choice but it's like numbing ourselves to, you know, hundreds of thousands of aborted babies is definitely part of this, right? Um, I mean, I'm pro-choice with sadness. It's another conversation. But, um, you know, the the kind of uh, erecting of what is like very symbolically pagan or um, or even satanic imagery in public places, like it is so hard to ignore the statue of Ruth Bader Ginsburg with horns, right? Like an Astarte figure with horns. Um, the, the kind of pop culture, the Vanity Fair piece, I don't know if you saw it, where, uh, um, and I used to like dismiss critics of this as like not edgy or too literal or very dumb fundamentalist thinkers, but this is really scaring me. There, there was a whole kind of Madonna reenacting the last supper, but in a very kind of uh, profane and pornographic way, I see the, uh, I'm, I'm going to stumble now. Cause I'm thinking, you know, talking into new territory, but I think it's beyond just like Satan versus God. I think, I really think that we've had a covenant that we've been part of for 4,000 years. If you're Jewish for 2000 years, if you're Christian, um, you know, with a kind of Judeo-Christian God and belief system here in the West. And even when we haven't been very good at holding up our end of the covenant, we didn't abandon it altogether. And that's why 
so many of our institutions have looked the way they do. Like we, if we find a baby, we take it to an orphanage. We don't leave it out in the street to die of exposure the way the Romans used to. You know, we don't euthanize our elderly. We don't, you know, we, when we go to a courthouse, we expect justice. We don't expect the more powerful person to, you know, get all our stuff, right? These are all Judeo-Christian values, even if we don't any longer attribute them to Judeo-Christian faith. And, and yet, you know, going back to the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, though, I'm not Christian uh, in a traditional sense, but, you know, the, the message is very clear that there's a covenant. And if you're human, you know, you have, a, you have things you have to do to, to remain in that covenant. At least in the Old Testament, you know, God is not going to keep looking after Israel and saving Israel and pulling our, you know, stuff out of the fire. Um, time after time after time, if we keep whoring after false gods, he's super clear about that, right? Yes, yes. And 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 I don't mean to speak for Christians or criticize people's interpretation of Christianity. I, I, but even in the New Testament, Jesus is super clear. You know that they're they're you know it's not like okay, I've saved you, you're fine, right? You don't have anything else you have to do. You're supposed to do things. You're supposed to. We're all supposed to like visit the sick, take care of the homeless, take care of the widow, you know, like do justice, you know, act mercifully, you know, there are things we are supposed to do to have God's grace. I mean, maybe Christians don't believe that, or some Christians don't, but to me, it seems very clear that Jesus was pretty much saying there are things you need to do, and and Yahweh said it too, and it's super clear. So that's, so I guess where I'm going with that is, you know, I think in the West, we kind of let go of, of our side of the covenant. And I kind of feel in the last couple of years, the protection of the Judeo-Christian kind of other side of that covenant, I feel like God kind of said, okay, you want to do it your way. This is what it looks like and and sort of let go and not let go, not saying, you know, we're beyond hope or redemption, but I'm, I'm kind of saying, and I'm speaking now from a Jewish place, I I feel like he sort of said, you know, like what he said when we messed up in the Garden of Eden, like, okay, you want to do it on your own? This is what it looks like. Here are the brambles. You'll toil by the sweat of your brow. You'll bring forth children in pain. Like, this is what it looks like when you don't align with, you know, a higher law. It's hard. You want to do it on your own? Go do it on your own, you know? And and that's happened again and again in human history. Like when God, when we messed up one of those times, he let us go into Babylonian exile for 700 years. You know, when we messed up later on, Jerusalem was destroyed and we went into exile around the world for 2000 years, right? So this is serious stuff. And I kind of feel like we're, we're in one of those times again, where, you know, this great promise of the, especially of America, in which we were going to be a nation on a hill, a light to the nations, a city on a hill, sorry, you know, and, and be a godly people, even though we don't rightly, you know, we rightly don't kind of force a certain way of worship on people. Um, we we kind of let let our hand off the off the tiller there, and 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 so I feel like all of these pagan energies are back on planet Earth. You know, all of these like sadistic gods and these lustful gods and these kind of um, and by gods I mean energies, right? Like powers, like principalities and powers. And I'm I'm very much informed now by my reading about this that I'm doing but like maybe these idols weren't nothing maybe there really were bad energies on in the world 
And then Moses came along and, and then Jesus came along and taught people to do better. And, and now we're being left, you know, with these pagan energies and they are. And the reason I bring this up is that the way we're seeing like hospitals go from protecting human life to, to destroying human life systematically or endangering it. That's a flip that human beings themselves aren't capable of, but a negative godlike power not god god but like a negative spiritual energy could do it right the way we're seeing families fall apart you know humans can't do that i don't even know if satan can do that but a a negative entity a negative energy that we've forgotten about you know the people understood in the sumerian period that might be able to do it you know like we're seeing our whole system our whole civilization reassemble in a a, a, you know, demonic is almost too minor a word for it, but an, an evil, an anti-human, a transgressive, a profane way. And, and it's just being accomplished with, with so much speed and so much sophistication and so few people objecting that I'm really beginning to look at these, at this possibility that we've, we've, we've lost the covenant, at least temporarily. We've got to hit this quick break, but we will be right back with more. We're back with Naomi Wolf. You and I have these incredibly wide-ranging and fascinating and important conversations together. And I'm really glad that we went down this road because there is a spiritual element to this, at least in my view. I'm glad that you see it too. And in fact, the week between Christmas and New Year's, I did three shows on this podcast with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. We did three uh, hours total on the return of the gods. And he traces it back to the 1960s where, you know, we really uh, broke that covenant with God and then allowed these uh, very dark forces to settle back on the land. And we're getting the fallout from that now. And he does, you know, he talks about abortion and some other things, but boy, it's really seemed to accelerate, uh, particularly over the last couple of years. Um, So I didn't intend to go down this spiritual road with you, Naomi, but I'm so glad that we did because I think it is a critical, maybe the critical element to all of this. Well, that's incredible, Monica. I mean, I literally started exploring all of this when I heard his, his phrase, the return of the gods. and, And I, and he's a Jewish Christian, which I think is so important because I think that the truth about this is in that nexus between Judaism and Christianity or the insight about what we're going through. Um, and I don't agree with everything in this book, but uh, I think that his thesis is super suggestive. And that's led me to go back to primary sources um, about these gods. And, and now I'm just seeing this everywhere. It's like, whoa, there's really something happening here. Yes. And, you know, I always say, Naomi, that when you see the spiritual aspect of all of this, you can't unsee it. Because when you see the evil, then it's right there in front of your face and you you can't unsee it. Um, In our final moments here, Naomi, let's talk a little bit uh, more about, let's take a step back from the theology and talk about sort of where we have been throughout these these past couple of years and the future is really terrifying um, now that we know the extent of the, the corruption and the fraud. But were you... Were you surprised, were you shocked by how easily and freely everybody just 
complied with the restrictions and the mandates. I mean, the the Biden administration now is talking about, well, we're we're going to lift the COVID emergency on May 11th of this year. Well, we went from 15 days to slow the spread to literally 38 months of tyrannical lockdowns and mandates and so on. Were you surprised that everybody just sort of embraced the surrendering of our most basic rights and allowed the state to stop basic human interaction, which you talk about a lot in your previous book, The Bodies of Others. Everybody just sort of went along with it. And it always strikes me that fear is government's favorite weapon because fear is its most effective weapon. I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that some people would comply because I'm a student of history, Uh, But I was surprised that almost everyone complied. And I was surprised that people who had really good educations, I mean, this is, I I shouldn't have been, you know, but I was. The people who were highly trained in critical thinking, editors, journalists, um, scientists, I was surprised that they overnight gave up the basic tenets of their professions and um, believed things or purported to believe things that couldn't be true or couldn't be proven. Um, and I certainly was very surprised that people who claim to be people of faith or good people, decent people, whole political parties that claim to be decent people were very happy to discriminate, to create overnight a two-tier discrimination society. Um, and, and in terms of how long the state of emergency has lasted, that actually doesn't surprise me, sadly, because in uh, my book, uh, The End of America, I look at how tyrannies kill off democracies and they do love using fear as you mentioned monica but they also love 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 the state of emergency it's their favorite thing because the state of emergency is the um the the murder point of democracy absolutely and i want to thank you so much for your friendship and for putting out this book it's called pfizer documents analysis reports find out what pfizer and the fda tried to conceal it's put out by the phenomenal team at the daily cloud dailyclout.io go there and download this book really this is one of the most important things you can read if you care about human freedom and frankly humanity itself so naomi thank you so much for your time your expertise and your friendship we so appreciate you monica thank you so much Thank you. Bye. Wow, just an incredible view into all of this, right? I mean, this is why you come to the show for these kinds of conversations that you likely won't get anywhere else or very few places. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in. This is why I do this show every day. Please tell your family, your friends, your loved ones, everybody, tune in to the Monica Crowley podcast. Subscribe, listen, and share. Appreciate you guys so much. All right. Have a great weekend. It's going to do it for me for the week. Uh, I will see you right back here on Monday. Next week, we're going to talk to former CIA director and uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He's going to join us. A couple of other really big interviews and conversations. So don't miss a minute of it. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you right back here on Monday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.